Dateline, 2nd of February, 2015. Well, g'day folks and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 335. Ben Jones over in Perth, that sounds like you. Where's Grant, I wonder? I uh, believe um, Steve Grant has uh, broken another company vehicle. Yet so another uh, yet another one. <laughs> Poor old Grant. The old truckosaurus couldn't take the Grantosaurus. So uh, Grant's actual uh, job today was to tow a hot air balloon behind a four-wheel drive from Melbourne to Sydney, which is, I don't know, well, for most normal people, that's about a 10 to 12-hour drive. For Grant, it's about a two-hour drive, I think, but... Uh, he got stuck about halfway, I think. <laughs> so, In a little town called Aubrey, I believe. Yeah, it's a lovely place, unless your car breaks down. So, Oh, well, poor old Grant, he's stuck in a hotel somewhere tonight, and I don't think he's very happy about it. But anyway, it doesn't stop us from making fun of him. No, continue. Grant's killed a lot of cars since I've known him this last five years, but uh, Jonesy, do you reckon you'd let him buy an aircraft? Well, I'd let him buy an aircraft. I don't know if I'd uh, let him fly the aircraft. Yeah, well, that's, that's very true. It's very true. But uh, that doesn't stop you, mate. Uh, and the reason we thought we'd uh, have you on and talk today about uh, owning an aircraft is because you, in fact, now own one. Not that I'm jealous or anything. No, no, don't be jealous. Uh, it's exciting. Um, yes, me and my uh, brother-in-law, we went 50-50 and bought a uh, Cessna 172 1973 M model. Well, mate, well, I'd like to say that I'm not jealous, but you know I am jealous. And in fact, I've seen the aircraft myself because um, although you live across, way across uh, from the other side of the country from me in Western Australia in Perth, uh, over here in Melbourne is where you collected that aircraft from. So we thought we might talk tonight a bit about the buying experience and uh, in fact the grand and trek almost 2,000 nautical miles back to Perth. Yes, the uh, buying experience for us was uh, a fairly uh, pain-free event. Uh, we do have one or two little glitches along the way, but nothing that a big pile of money and time couldn't fix. So, no, it was great. Now, Cessna 172s, um, of course, they've been around a very long time. This is a 1973 model, lovely steam gauge model, I might tell you, with a lovely paint job on it too. It's been used for training predominantly uh, to the east of Melbourne in the, at the Latrobe Valley uh, Regional Airport there. Um, you picked it up from Bacchus Marsh, which is just uh, slightly to the other side of Melbourne. And I guess, uh, you know, before you have to pick it up, there's, uh, there's all sorts of uh, requirements to get the aircraft served. Service, get to make sure the engine's right and all the rest of it. The first thing that you really want to do when you buy an aircraft is to get an independent engineer to uh, have a look over the aircraft and look over the logbooks to make sure you make sure that everything in the aircraft is as how it should be. Um, you want to look at uh, making sure that all the ADs um, have been complied with, which effectively will keep the aircraft in the air. Uh, miss one or two ADs or miss any AD and uh, it'll effectively ground the aircraft. Now tell me about SIDS. Uh, SIDS is a uh, inspection program that come out for um, Cessnas to uh, look at the aging empire of uh, Cessna. Like a lot of these aircraft are now 34 40, 45 years old and um, they decided to go through and create an inspection program where you basically pull the aircraft apart, the wings off, all the interior out, all the panels off and um, go through on a uh, very fine detail level and uh, look for cracking, for instance, uh, elevator spars and look for cracking around the uh, wing roots of door pillars in the Cessnas and uh, also look at corrosion. Some of the Cessnas uh, in the last 20 years have uh, not had a lot of uh, epoxy primer put in. It's only a fairly recent process that Cessna does. Um, so a lot of the spar webs and the spar doublers in the uh, Cessna series can actually get a, a lot of intergranular corrosion in the uh, spar laminations, which is not the best place to have it. So there are uh, fairly strict requirements to uh, pull lots of the aircraft apart and have a very close look at it. Given the fact that you went ahead with the purchase, so I guess it was in good nick. Yes, we knew the aircraft had gone through SIDS or had majority of the SIDS inspections done. But um, as a part of the uh, condition of sale, we said, no, no, it must have all the SIDS done. And um, we did pay for some of that 
to uh, happen. So, yeah, we made sure that the aircraft was fully legal and fully compliant with the inspections before we uh, took it across Australia. Now, uh, taking it across Australia, you know, we always like to remind, uh, you know, people, that a lot of people think Australia is a really small island, but it's actually not. It's quite a big place and uh, about a 2,000 mile nautical mile trek across. Um, now, I was there the day that you departed uh, from here in Victoria. It was a very, very windy day. I'm surprised you even uh, decided to go flying that day, but uh, you didn't make it too far before you had to sort of bunk down for the night. No, we uh, we had, um, well, back at Smash where we picked up the aircraft is in the lee of uh, a whole pile of mountain ranges and um, just on the day the uh, prevailing winds were coming straight over the mountain ranges and straight towards us so we did actually have quite a severe amount of turbulence on departure from the airfield and uh, on climb through to about six and a half thousand feet where the turbulence finally stopped which is all right because we're still penetrating but occasionally our ground speed on our gps devices was indicating that we were, had a uh, ground speed of uh, between 21 and um, 60 knots which was not very fast at all yeah, that's uh, pretty, you know, particularly, I guess, uh, most your, your um, 172 would sort of cruise on 100, 105 knots indicated airspeed, I guess, like most of them do. So that's a pretty severe, pretty severe headwind. It was a pretty severe headwind. And uh, the leg that should have only taken us well, just over two hours was more like about four and a half hours. So we uh, made it into Holsham and uh, decided to refuel the aircraft. And we thought, no, we're going to wait here the night and uh, wait for this little storm to go through and blow itself out, which it did eventually by the morning. Absolutely. Now, um, you know, we probably haven't got time in this segment to go through the whole trip, but uh, just briefly, uh, how many days did it take you to get across Australia and did you have any hiccups along the way? The total trip across Australia took us five days. Four of those were flying. One day was lost um, due to weather. Uh, we had to make four diversions due to weather. We had some major storms coming through. Uh, we had another two diversions to make after we uh, lost the vacuum pump over water, which... Um, Took out our artificial horizon turn coordinator and a couple other things. And then on the way back on that diversion to uh, Parafield, uh, we also had a transponder decide to smoke. Um, so that, that died too. So we were coming back in with hardly any instrumentation other than a uh, airspeed indicator, altimeter, and a uh, magnetic compass. Well, I imagine that so, would have got the heart racing somewhat. Uh, I come from a background of flying gliders with next to no instrumentation, so it didn't really worry me at all. What I was worrying about was how much much is this going to cost and it's a Sunday afternoon and are we going to be able to get the aircraft fixed so we can depart and luckily enough a uh, avionics company did uh, help us out on a Sunday afternoon for a fee of course oh, for and, a fee, uh, of course. we were only grounded for another two hours. Uh, beautiful now to cut a, a, a rather long story short the aircraft is now safely back in uh, in Perth in Western Australia at uh, in your housing at Jandicott which is the major GA airport in Perth. Yes we're uh, parked out on the central open at uh, Jandicott at the moment which is great. We're currently looking for a hangar so if anybody knows of a hangar let me know. Okay have you done much flying I know now I should mention it, it was your birthday a couple of days ago as we record this and I, I did suggest that you go out flying and you did exactly that so I'll tell you what, it uh, takes me back to my time when I was living in the States and we had a Cessna 172 of our own and I could go flying any time I wanted. It was wonderful. It's a, it must be a fantastic feeling. It was a fantastic feeling. Uh, yes, we did take the aircraft out and go for a bit of a birthday fly, but uh, unfortunately it wasn't all celebrations. We had a uh, 50 hourly oil change and oil filter change to do. So 
we uh, we took the aircraft out of uh, Jolly Cotton flew it down to Serpentine where we could uh, work on the aircraft in uh, my father's hangar. Now, in your day job, you do a lot, a lot of travelling, and uh, Western Australia is a vast state. It's a huge state over there. So, um, you know, is, are you going to use this aircraft to help you in your in your job rather than driving? Uh, the, the plan is is to try and use the aircraft as, as much as I can and where I can. Um, I do a lot of uh, contract work for hospitals out in the uh, country of Western Australia, and uh, pretty much wherever you'll have a hospital, you'll have an airstrip within uh, three or four miles away. So it is possible for me to um, hop along between uh, airstrips and hospitals and uh, do my uh, work. It really does highlight just, you know, what a real vital thing that uh, general aviation is here in, in, you know, in this part of the world and, and particularly in your part of this part of the world, I guess. Well, uh, a, t- a typical uh, morning or a typical day for me if I go country would be uh, hop in the car at six in the morning and drive for nine hours going through only two or three major towns and then uh, working for another couple of hours before I uh, hit the sack. And uh, if I did that in an aircraft, it would be an easy three and a half hours, you know, straight line distance between uh, takeoff and landing, and uh, which is quite doable and uh, quite affordable, actually. Now, you know, Jonesy, if I was to you know, relocate to Perth and you haven't needed a company pilot, you know, I could volunteer. <laughs> I'll put your name on the list, Steve. Don't worry. <laughs> it must be a long list by now, mate. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, that's it. That's excellent, mate. And I just thought we'd uh, talk about that, uh, you know, well, whilst we're having a bit of a laugh at Grant's misfortune, which is always a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, it's always interesting to talk about GA instead of the airlines uh, every other week, as we normally do. But it's a great thing, mate. And, you know, one of these days I'll win the lottery and I might just have to do the same thing. Everybody should own their own aircraft, Steve. It's 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 really great. Besides some of the financial implications that you have, um, it, it's it's awesome where you can just come out from work. I'm luckily my workshop where I work is only three or four minutes away from Janicott Airport. So I can actually depart work a little bit early um, and go and have a quick cheeky hour and a half flight before sunset and I go home. So it's uh, quite interesting, quite fun. Uh, that's it. enjoyable. Okay. Jealousy overload. I can't stand it anymore. I guess we'll have to wrap it up this week, Jonesy. Thanks for coming on and uh, talking about that buying experience. And, um, you know, thanks for making me even more jealous. It's it's, it's even worse than watching your Facebook page. Oh, my, my pleasure, Steve. And uh, maybe next week we can get Grant's uh, <laughs> uh, summary on Grant's trip across uh, the uh, New South Wales. I'll certainly be looking forward to that. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. I'm Ben Jones. Cheers, folks.